Hello, and you found the Article 7 Podcast. Yes, and welcome. Well, we missed uh, uh, getting a podcast out last week, and so this week, uh, if it seems a little rushed, eh, it is. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm uh, putting this together in a very short fashion, uh, two podcasts back-to-back. I do have uh, the music, I believe, that I want to. We did run into some technical difficulties. I won't get into it uh, with the music, but we do have some music for today. Uh, just a very brief feature, which uh, I'm going to do over the next two podcasts, uh, and uh, I'll explain a little bit more about that later. Um, and uh, the next thing you'll hear will be a feature, and then some music, and then a sermon, and then hopefully some more music. So stick around. <music> Welcome back. Uh, to warn you, I'm uh, recording this in my office right now, so you may hear some folks uh, uh, walking by and shouting and so forth, but uh, that's a typical day here at Bethany. Um, and uh, I realize I've got to, uh, with this feature section of the podcast, uh, once in a while, just get out of the office and uh, start uh, showing what's going on. Not going to happen this week, though, because this is the uh, uh, last two weeks, really, I've been extremely busy. The one thing I had thought to do for this podcast is to tell you a little bit about uh, some of the Bible studies. There's a lot that's changing at Bethany this year in 2015 in terms of our Bible studies and small groups. So I want to share a little bit of what I'm seeing and uh, hopefully uh, get some of your thoughts and opinions and help in uh, uh, trying to get ahead of all this uh, change that's going on. Um, And uh, what I'm about to do, actually, for the next podcast, which I'm hopefully going to put together tomorrow, uh, is I I hope to have some audio um, and uh, also some photos to go on my blog, too, of uh, the March for Life this year in 2015. Uh, So I'm about uh, on my way to the National Mile. I wasn't able to, LCMS, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, has a conference here uh, in, uh, uh, right here in Alexandria, actually, uh, a conference for life, uh, talking about advocacy and having some special guest speakers and so forth. So uh, I'm about to go on the mall. Now this, remember, I, I, I've been doing this for about seven, eight years, you know, that whenever I get the opportunity to go out there, I do. I'll tell you why actually in the next podcast, uh, cause that's a, a little bit of a story in and of itself. Um, but uh, so this, it, so I mean, I remember being out there with me, you know, a handful of people. I was really excited one year. Some uh, Lutheran college students came, and we ran into them on the National Mall. Uh, me being, we being, you know, me and uh, maybe a few, a handful of other pastors. Well, now I'm about ready to go out to the National Mall and look around and see if I can find 400 of. Uh, my fellow Lutherans out there, so that's gonna, I, that's that's gonna be a little easier than in years past uh, trying to assemble with people. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be good. So I hopefully we'll tell you a little bit more about that tomorrow. And uh, for right now, 
I want to share a little bit about uh, Bible studies in small groups. And uh, after that, uh, you'll hear C2W, Created to Worship, uh, for our music segments, both before and after the sermon. Uh, and uh, I'm going to skip over the sermon notes uh, for today. Uh, you'll hear about a little bit about the series that we're doing and so forth in the sermon itself. So I won't uh, I won't repeat that. Um, so just to give you a, a little uh, uh, view of what's what I'm seeing here. So my wife is a Bible study uh, that she does Esther's faith. Um, that she's just been put in charge of, actually. So, uh, but that's been led by a number of our young women uh, through the last several years. Usually at someone's house. Usually Tuesday nights. Well, that's about to change. They, uh, they decided that time isn't going to work anymore. Uh, so now they're looking for uh, a different, uh, either a different venue or a different time or both. And uh, my group, I uh, take a group out to uh, Capitol Brewery or in Shirlington. Uh, that was meeting every last Tuesday. Now it's every first Tuesday. And uh, uh, we're, we're still maybe gathered together there once in a while. But Tuesdays now are trivia nights there at Capitol Brewery. And uh, that's a, a tad bit distracting. Yeah, it's not that bad. But um, there's there was uh, uh, enough of uh, push, I think, uh, the last time that we, we all decided that, hey, we how about we start meeting in people's homes again? So there's a change there for that Bible study. Tonight, uh, Thursday night, yeah, here at Bethany now, our African immigrant ministry is starting to get together, and some families from that mission group are getting together for uh, Bible study on Thursday nights. Um, so, well, okay, there's another change. Our Saturday morning men's group, unfortunately, is is down to the uh, couple people that's uh, over at our uh, country um, buffet, old country buffet here on Route 1. Uh, and that's been going for a very long time, but uh, some of those uh, folks have moved on to different Bible studies because the time didn't necessarily work out. Uh, but there's a couple of folks that say, well, you know, there there's still maybe some people in the congregation that want to do this. So uh, we're going to stay here and be open to that. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of flux and change going on uh, with our small groups and Bible studies right now on Sunday mornings. Uh, now, I just did. I'll tell you, the, the Sunday morning ones were packed when doing the one time uh, Bible studies. I did a one time Bible study on prophecy and Advent. And then we did one on the Holy Family and their journeys right the, the Sunday right after Christmas, uh, two Sundays after Christmas, rather, first Sunday in 2015. And those were, were really full. Uh, now we're down to our, our average attendance, which is about 15 or so. Uh, and uh, we're, we're right now looking at the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate's three-point uh, emphasis, uh, which is witness, mercy, and life together. So something a little bit different. So we did uh, a Bible, Bible. Uh, this is a little more topical, looking at those three areas of emphasis and tracing those words through the Bible and then looking at our ministry, not only nationally, but here at Bethany as well, uh, and how we see those three uh, emphasis points here at our church. Um, and uh, then that is going to wrap up. And then we're going to do another topical study. Well, first, actually, we have Chaplain Danielson uh, from Operation Barnabas. That's an intentional armed forces outreach that our uh, national church body runs and that we're going to get involved with here at Bethany, we decided. So uh, that's our evangelism team bringing uh, Chaplain Danielson in. Uh, so he's going to be leading Bible study February 1st. Please planning on attending that. Uh, afterward, uh, Mr. Darren Jay, who's the head of our stewardship, is going to be doing uh, Bible studies uh, based on uh, giving and stewardship and time, talent, treasure type things, uh, while Pastor Davis and I do a, a sermon series. So that'll correspond to that. So there's, a, there's some things to look forward to for Sunday morning. There's some things that are there 
uh, as far as our small groups. To, 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 if you're taking a look at maybe why why do a small group? That's a good question. Um, well, you know, yeah, you got your your you come to worship on Sunday morning, but then you know you're here in the, in a, in the large group. Uh, what I find in the small groups is that that's time that you have to really digest the word. Uh, you read a little bit, you discuss it. How does this apply to your life? And then you find out what's going on in other people's lives, and you, you pray about that afterward. That's a you really grow when you're a part of a small group. You grow in your faith. You grow in your practice of the Christian faith because God puts you in in that area. You know, with with four, five, six, ten other people to to care for and to pray for. Uh, so the other small group that I do is Wednesday mornings during the uh, preschool time uh, called Wednesday Word. That's 930 to 1030 here at Bethany in the kitchen area. Uh, so we have small groups that meet at church. We have small groups that meet all around in the community. There's a bunch more I didn't mention that are still going on. Um, but uh, we need to take a look and reassess uh, you know, what changes are being made and uh, what's going on out there. And uh, definitely, if you're interested in leading a group or and uh, getting material to do that, uh, certainly come and uh, talk to me, the pastor. Uh, we'll coordinate also through our board of Christian Ed here at Bethany um, and Mr. Gary Hogue, who is the, uh, the, the head of that, the coordinator. All right, so that's a look at Bible studies all around Bethany. Tune in tomorrow or feature. I'm going to tell you what um, what's going to happen to me in just a few minutes here um, as I uh, metro out to the uh, the, the National Mall. And, um, and uh, we've got some music coming up for you. So the next song that you will hear, C2W, uh, and you will hear some songs from them before and after the sermon. So stay tuned.
Spirit. Amen. The text for the sermon today is the gospel lesson that was just read, and I'll reread just portions of that. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, dear Christian friends, let me begin this sermon by testifying a little bit to the power of that Holy Spirit. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. There's times that I get perhaps frustrated and powerless feeling because I want to do things all on my own. I want to go out to the streets, grab somebody, saying, you don't believe, you need baptism, and bring them here. Pray for people to win the lottery in my household or maybe in my church so that we can put on our Bethany Lutheran Church television show. (laughs) Get the gospel hour of power out there, you know, so that more people can be brought to the waters of baptisms here. But there are times where the Lord says, you know what, Jago, it doesn't all depend on you. That happened in my previous church where someone walked in after my confirmation class and came up to me and says, hello, he introduced himself, my name is Jimmy, I want to find out how I could be baptized. What? <laughs> I have to admit, right at that moment, I was thinking, all right, now, let's see, I could probably take, you know, we could probably get some, where do I find some water, bring the baptismal font, we'll take care of that right now. Uh, that's how excited I was. And what had happened was, is that, you know, this was all the Holy Spirit's work going before me and bringing him into the church. So the, he was growing up in a Jewish home and adopted uh, as an adopted child, uh, had gone through a lot of different things in his life, which led him to really just start exploring different faiths. And he had just gone out to the movies at that time. The Passion of Jesus Christ was out in the movie theaters. And he listened to some of the teaching that was there and, uh, and uh, from Jesus' lips, he saw the sacrifice there at the end of the movie, and that brought him into the Word of God. So that was first, the Holy Spirit working through the power of that Word, either through the movie screen or through the text of the Word. The next thing that happened is that he, he, had, he started talking to his friends about this, some of whom said that he was a little crazy, and then others who happened to be members of my church at the time. Uh, and uh, started talking to him, guiding him, okay, this is what you're reading. And the next thing I know, he's showing up at the church saying, I would like to be baptized. That is the way the Holy Spirit went before. And as I look at you know, how we are brought to the waters of baptism, for my case, in my case, I was brought as a baby, uh, and then the Holy Spirit came at that time and then nurtured me all through the time that I grew up in a Christian home, being nurtured by God's word, being brought to his house to hear that word, and growing in my faith. That's how it worked for me. For some folks, they come later in life because the Holy Spirit has gone out and grabbed them and then brought them to the waters of baptism. This is what we find in the book of Acts when we take a look at all the the activity of the Holy Spirit around the waters of baptism. In Acts chapter 19, the disciples of John the Baptist are found by Paul in the city of Ephesus. 
and they have been baptized for the repentance and forgiveness of sins, they don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. So when Paul baptizes them, then they start exhibiting signs of the Holy Spirit, confessing and worshiping Christ. You back up a little ways to Acts chapter 10, and Peter is in the house of Cornelius. And at the house of Cornelius, people, as he's preaching, are starting to worship and confess Christ. They're showing signs of the Holy Spirit. So Peter says, hmm, I think they should be baptized. And that's what happens. So the Holy Spirit happened before baptism in that case, after baptism in the case of the disciples in Ephesus. The important connection that's here in our text for today is John is out in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance and forgiveness of sins. Now, that wasn't entirely absent, the Holy Spirit, because the Spirit has to be working in the Word in order to bring people to the point where they feel sorry for the life they have led and want to come and change that life, wash, get washed and renewed in the waters of the baptism. But something different happened. John the Baptist prophesies that he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. When the baptism, when the Holy Spirit comes down on the whole church, well, now we got a scenario where the, there's just un, the, the Lord just unleashes that power uh, so that many more can come and by faith know and understand our salvation. That is for the forgiveness of sins and for the Holy Spirit, which keeps going on today to bring people to those waters, renew them as they emerge, they are a new person. This is what happened with Jimmy. When he was leading his life before, he was in a rock and roll band. He was a Black Sabbath cover band. Uh, and uh, so when he came into the waters of baptism, he still had all those wonderful talents and gifts, musical gifts that the Lord had given him. And we did some pretty creative things with our youth ministry and other things there in our church. As he emerged from the waters of baptism, the Lord found ways by the power of his Holy Spirit to nurture him through the people there at the church and to plug him into the ministry that was there. I believe the Lord can do the same thing here at Bethany Lutheran, has been doing the same thing and will continue to do that as we make disciples through the waters of baptism. So we are brought to the waters. We somehow find the water by the power of the Holy Spirit. The second thing that happens is the Lord continues to make disciples through us and through the waters of baptism is that we are a part of a family. When Jimmy was baptized, he was immediately part of the family and connected. As we were connected to him, he was connected to us. And we find that in our text today, where Jesus' baptism, where Jesus goes before us to bring us into the family. The whole family is right there, all persons of the Trinity right there when Jesus is baptized. In verse 9 of our text, In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. That's exactly what happened. The heavens were open. That is touching on a prophecy by Isaiah in chapter 64 of his book. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. That's what happened. That heavens were opened and Christ came down. Why? For you and for me to save the lost. I mean, he says as much when he's at the house of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. The Son of Man came to seek and to save 
those who are lost. And that's you and me. The heavens are open because Christ comes down for lost sinners like you and me. Paul or Mark uses those, those words again, tearing. We, we, it's reminiscent of when Jesus died on the cross. At that moment, in Mark's gospel, the veil, the temple, the curtain in the temple that separated the Holy of Holies from the rest of the sanctuary was ripped in two. Just as Jesus tore open the heavens and came down to us, the, the temple veil was torn so that there would be no longer any separation between ourselves and God Almighty. Our sins will no longer separate us from God. We have there God's renewal and cleansing by the waters of baptism so that we can be brought into his family by the power of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be named and claimed as a child of God. The Lord then goes in Jerusalem through death and resurrection. And again, he goes before us. Just like the Holy Spirit sometimes goes before us when we want to bring people to baptism, we have to just simply be available and play our role. The Lord Jesus Christ goes before us. By his death, we die to our sins. That's the connection Paul makes in Romans chapter 6. Our old life is put there into the tomb we rise up and are washed and are cleansed and renewed to walk into a new life with our Savior. His resurrection is our resurrection in baptism. That's why our Lord went to seek and to save us, to find us, to claim us as his family. Jesus Christ is pleasing the Lord because he is there in the waters of baptism, the voice comes down from heaven. As the Spirit descends, the voice comes down from heaven. This is my Son, with whom I am well pleased. We are brought into his family because when God looks at us now, we poor sinners who've had our sins washed and cleansed in the waters of baptism, when God looks at each one of us, he sees his Son, with whom he is well pleased. Jesus lives here inside of us. That's why we are making disciples. That's why people are still being led to the brought to the waters of baptism today. That's why we are still being claimed as God's family. And we need to be reminded of our role in all of this. It may not be that we bring people by the scruff of the neck over to the waters of the baptism. We may not have millions of dollars for a television show. But that doesn't matter. The power of the Holy Spirit is what brings people to those waters. And sometimes all we need to do, brothers and sisters, is simply be available to play our role, whatever that role may be, as the Lord continues to work through us to bring people to the life-saving waters and to remind and renew us as well that we are claimed as the Lord's children in his family. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds forever on Christ Jesus. Amen. We rise to sing.